This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today's episode is Music as Medicine, the healing powers of music for health and happiness. I'm privileged to have with me international composer Ken Davis. Ken describes himself as a self-made man with a love for music that surpasses all other loves in his life. His gift for melody and the music itself has been now a 50-year career. Ken cares a great deal about our world, as well as having a deep love and respect for nature and the environment. If you have the album Early Morning in the Rainforest or one of the more than 50 releases, you will know of Ken's music. It's my great pleasure to introduce you to the worlds of the most celebrated modern-day composer of ambient, relaxation and environmental music, Ken Davis. Hi, Amanda. Nice to be here today. On a beautiful day and uh, thanks for such a great uh, introduction. Ken, we worked together back in 2003 in crafting our CD, Life That Works, Meditation and Relaxation, with Amanda Ferguson. I provide this meditation CD as a tool for my patients. It has meditation tracts, relaxation, and of course, your beautiful music. The life that works. I remember that you made, you called me and, or wrote to me uh, seeking music for your first venture. And uh, you knew of my music, and that's great. There's been a lot of people who have used the music, especially in therapy and therapeutic uh, projects and yours being the life that works and indeed our time together was uh, exceptional uh, as I slowly and carefully crafted your voice and your presentation to a magnificent CD that's now available here on all over the world especially on Spotify getting to people so it's fantastic. That's exactly right. You were already very famous by then, so I, of course, knew of you, and we took painstakingly time in your studio. I remember it very distinctly as you slowed me right down. (laughs) Ken, you're recognised as Australia's first and most successful New Age composer and also a major pioneer in ambient music in Australia in the 80s. You then moved into music for relaxation and healing. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually began as most uh, musicians have at a time in bands. I, did, I had quite a good career there, but if you didn't have a record release, very hard to get noticed and whatever. And uh, so I, the early part of my career was great, but then when I realised and had spent months on composing music with synthesizers, drum machines and whatever, uh, I found that my gift of melody was the gift that was going to get me uh, into a certain style. How it came about was um, a really good uh, photographer of mine had been going to aged care facilities and presenting the beautiful nature that he'd shot on the cameras Wonderful. And, um, and they played Vangelis music to it. And he invited me along. And I saw these people open like a flower. 
It was amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so beautiful. And uh, I immediately went back to my studio and started. I already had the feels down and knew that this was going to be really good. Um, and then uh, one day I was, I'd started filming waterfalls at that point, going to Cairns. I loved Cairns. I'd filmed the waterfalls and I came back. I was looking at the rushes and then I just composed this beautiful piece of music that was playing for me to listen to and then I saw the waterfalls and then the combination of both and I went, wow, this is this is so powerful. Magic. And that's how it was all born. Mm. Through your feelings, as you said, and we know, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist, we know the feelings are the main guiding force within us. So from 1978 to the early 80s, you were still trying to get a contract with a recording company. Yeah, well, we, we did actually get, did get a, an IQ mini album out as the band, and but my music, again, was too advanced because I was I supported Mike Oldfield at uh, the Capitol Theatre and uh, the, we, the Fairlight computer, which was the most amazing uh, music computer, was sponsored to us. And at that point, I thought the, my career was about to go to the world. Anyway... Um, so at that point, uh, that was from the deciding point was for me to go out on my own. I'd mastered all of the synthesizer sequences, uh, and um, and start. Um, and I went out circular key on my own and sold out of tapes that day. It's amazing. You said sixty CDs sold in the sixty cassettes at the time. Oh, cassettes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still cassettes. Yeah, yeah, on one day at circular key. And what, who happened to be walking by but um, David Martin, the son of Lloyd Martin, the uh, CEO of the Opera House, and stopped me in, in one of my breaks and said, hey, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I just came out to play live to people. And he said, it's amazing. I said, oh, thanks very much. Uh, how would you like to play one of the summer concerts coming up at the Opera House? Oh, wow. Starting in three weeks. Oh. And um, that that was the real beginning. I got to play at the Opera House at Benelong uh, every Sunday for four years. Oh, Ken. My music floating across the harbour from the most amazing place in the world, yep. the Sydney Opera House. And, and the most stunning music. Yeah, and on, on, on good days I'd sell 100 to 200 cassettes or so, and then it just started the CDs. And that allowed me then to go everywhere, yeah, you know, Penrith, Blacktown, just everywhere that was open to. And I t so I was taking the music to people that had never heard of anything like that. And uh, Penrith became one of my most popular places. Every Saturday I'd be there and I'd sell 60 to 80 uh, CDs or cassettes and um, and at that point you know I, I poured money back into the recording the presentation always good I had a roadie and a truck <laughs> set it all up for me you know yep. it was great it was real professional and uh, I was on my own and I only relied on myself and my high ideals yep. always early Yep. on time you know everything absolutely the way I wanted it so that there was no room for error and that emulated into very successful venture sure is a hallmark of your work when did you become international Ken uh well probably uh 
at, uh, you know, it was Ken Davis music during that time. And then I just said to my accountant, I had an accountant, I said, oh, I've got to be international now. So <laughs> we, became, we became Ken Davis music. Well, I always wanted to yeah. be international. There, my dreams and my aspirations were huge. I, I, and at that point I'm going, oh, okay, this is starting to work. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got over the the disappointment of the previous, you know, with bands and all that. And people love my work and I'm yeah. self-funding myself. Yep. And, and, self-made. Whole, and playing to people with my love and my heart and look at the response. Yeah. So there was no questions about whether I was going to appeal to the public or not. I was already appealing to the public. Then I started to get followers coming and asking me, are you coming today? Yes. And, you know, I've got friends and I want to bring them down yeah. to me. And there was one amazing time at Penrith Mall. I'll never forget this woman came up to where the merchandising was with a little child in the pusher. And the child had a smile on its face. Oh. It was like, and she said, Ken, this child was conceived to your music oh. and born to your music and look and look at him yes (gasps) he'd been listening to it all the time in the womb that was that that was the ultimate for me the ultimate proof that wow people have needed your music and they still need your music it's so healing it's so restorative relaxing and as you said such a salve for the world we live in ken what's the difference between new age and ambient music well new age encompasses a Usually music from the heart, which is what I do and, you know, other great artists in that category do. Um, Enya, or, you know, beautiful, you know. There's so many be- art, great artists that I respect, have great respect for. Um, but the anything that can, uh, has bass and drums tends to be not. Uh, ambient as such so new age can incorporate big synthesizer sounds drums and uh, orchestras and things like that whereas the ambient tends to be no drums no bass and just beautiful serene music with it mainly strings things like that and then of course the environment and you probably know Tony O'Connor. Tony O'Connor. Well, Absolutely. Tony came behind me. He used to come and yes. watch me at the, at uh, Darling Harbour and get all of the the oh, this Ken Davis does it and it's selling. I'm doing that, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. So that that's how uh, it tends to uh, appeal to people. It's sort of you know got a certain speed, pretty mm. slow down, and um, if you listen to it. In the right essence, you'll get the full result. You can't have lots of things going on around you. It's almost a meditation, as you probably realise. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. And it's, it, it's to me, the spiritual is the higher sort of notes and the higher frequencies, which are really evocative, beautifully blended, quite ethereal. So you wouldn't want, you couldn't have those bass sounds because that's, to me, more third dimensional. Yeah, right. Yeah, mundane, worldly, whereas we want to lift above that. And it's moving the musician and the musician's inspired and it moves the people. It affects masses, as you say, from the heart, and I'm saying to the heart. and shown by the buying power. I know, and I do want to say another group that uh, I, I listen to, you know, amazing, is the Secret Garden. Yes, which is Rolf and Fiona. They're 
they're a combination of the new age and healing and spiritual and I thoroughly recommend in fact I was listening to them while I from 4:30 this morning while I prepared for this beautiful can meditation there's an enormous body of scientific evidence about the health benefits and your music as you say is so meditative I've seen oncologists referring cancer patients to me over many years for hypnosis and we evoke that feeling of calm, of inspiration, of being able to imagine and feel themselves moving beyond the trauma to a life of health. So when they believe it, they're more likely to achieve it. And with your music, it helps people to get into that state because they're so inspired. They're in that natural mode of hopefully alpha state where they're congruent with their true authentic self, with their subconscious, which is the bulk, it's actually 95% of the mind. How is your music similar and different to meditation? Well, I, I've actually composed five, more than 500 pieces of music uh, and I cross many boundaries. I don't only do, you know, there's the ambient, there's the relaxation, the smooth jazz, right through to high energy music for people that do high energy sports, running and all this thing. I know the difference between each one and the meditative is... When I'm in meditation and I've created something beautiful and I know it's for that. Sometimes I do that and then I'll, not only will I be in meditation, I'll actually lay on the floor of the studio, listen back and if I've gone to sleep or in that total alpha state within a few minutes, it's correct, it's working. So the belief is there, the reality is there and, and it's, it's in that genre. You really take us with you. You go there first and we follow. We're then with you in the music. Yeah. Yeah. Quite often I've gone fully into relaxation or asleep and I, I, and, and I, I have, you know, the, it could be a half-hour track and it's just when did I, when did I just drift off you know, into that deep place. Yeah, that's good. Ken, I read somewhere that you feel that the government should provide ambient music in public broadcasting. A TV channel, that you know, and is missing in today's society and, and so much sport and uh, time is spent on things that are good but sadly lacking is uh, music and visual to assist everybody in coping with today's world, which is very, very difficult. And uh, that is, that would be lovely to be able to switch someone's feeling a little bit down or, you know, you've got mass suicides taking place, all these things, and nobody can just switch on a TV channel or radio to help them through the difficult times. That's, that's part, that was always my plan. In fact, I created the first healing room at the Royal North Shore Hospital because I wanted to set up healing rooms in in major cities all over the world so that people who are contemplating suicide and that they get immediate help through the difficult time and most of them once they're through that with great uh, plans can move on and lead a a good happy life but again these things are missing. Absolutely agree and in the research I did for today's podcast I found lots of research advocating for exactly this and hospitals are places often of trauma, of panic, of bright lights, especially in ER and paediatric wards. Would you like to see your music introduced into these places? 
Uh, well, it's actually playing in many of these places, but it's because we haven't had the media explain to the, the masses about the, you know where this music can be used and, and utilised. It's fragmented, in other words. So, but it definitely helps uh, quash, you know, the the aggression and. The, I mean, you could imagine it. If any aggressive uh, situation needs calming, and therefore, if someone walks in to a, uh, as you explained, and hears even some birds and crickets, immediately they'll change. But they need to hear it, and then they need to be. Can, can you know? Can you calm down a little bit? This is a lovely environment here, and we're trying to look after everybody including you, you know. And, of course, you know, with some ice addicts and things like that, it's beyond help. You can't, there's just nothing that will relate to that. But to the average, and the healing rooms that I created uh, on the 12th floor of the original Royal North Shore Hospital, uh, we create, even at the furniture, we had, we designed the furniture in the colours, and I had a top artist come in with the dolphin, it was a dolphin room, the rainforest room. Yeah. So... And and dental surgeries. I'm I'm having my I'm having my dental, and they're you know they're they're playing my music because they you know I've given it to them. But it just yeah, it works. Absolutely. I've seen research, and there's a burgeoning amount of research about the effect that music has and calming has not only for the patients but for the staff as well in these stressful situations particularly in oncology and palliative care there's an enormous amount of research coming through where um, humor laughter music all of these wonderful things that can help the staff with that traumatic work that they do a lot of the time it's very traumatic as well as the patients who are facing death who are facing terminal illness often um, it makes the whole experience so much more uplifting, pleasurable and what life can be. So how do you create a piece of ambient music that has the kind of impact your music has? I feel everything I do and I yeah. don't play anything I don't feel. And so why the music has such mass appeal is because I'm playing for my heart and I'm playing through channeling the gift and then p- putting that down into the way that I do, we, and sometimes with um, environmental sounds and whatever, then the response from other people is the heart to heart. It's just not ambient music. And that's why we feel your music straight to our hearts. Ken, with the year we've had, with coronavirus, with the bushfires, with the race riots in America, I can only imagine people are going to be increasingly now, exponentially even, looking for ways to calm themselves, to uplift with this beautiful ambient music. I've had this uh, perception for many years about the consciousness of Australia uh, we've certainly been challenged massively by uh, what's happened this year. But uh, I don't know why, but Australia, Australian media and television stations are causing unbelievable mental harm to people's lives. 
Because if more time was spent on lifting people up and making them feel good with the correct programming rather... I mean, why do you want to watch one program that lifts you up or part of a program? And in the break, death, guns, more violence, and then back to the, to the program. Oh, oh, that was... What just happened to your mind? What the hell was, you know? I've travelled the world and I've seen lots of other countries that are nowhere near as advanced as ours. Their television is fantastic. They have all these wonderful lift-up programmes and this and everything else. I'm sorry to say that in my mind, Australia has an epidemic of negativity thrown at them we're talking the masses here and it's only a certain amount of people that can actually either divert and not look at the news or this or that but at least you know they used to be on abc television there used to be um that five minute um, entertainment program at five to seven or something every night and everybody looked forward to it because it was music it was great and it was news and up all that's disappeared It'd be okay if there was something there really inspirational. You know, I've got an idea of the piano show. I want to talk about it. My piano show, I want to, I want to have two or three young pianists come on. They can play my Crystal Grand um, and have that then become a global program of... Wouldn't that be wonderful? It'd be lovely. You can have that. You can, you know. And there's so many beautiful pianists out there that never get to play, otherwise be seen, otherwise be celebrated. And for people to be able to tune in, no matter what's going on in their lives, and listen to that beautiful music, so uplifting and relaxing, and take them, transport them to another place. Absolutely, and they, and and you can imagine seeing a seven or eight year old child playing a classical prodigy. Yes. And the family are sitting around, our friends are sitting around, all these things. So I've had that, I've pitched it to no avail. I just think that we need so much more positivity programs to lift people up and uh, cut out the negative. There's too much negative there. And I've got nothing against sport. I think sport's fantastic. And it's a major part of the Australian culture. But it doesn't in any way or it overshadows the uh, the music side and i just wanted to point out you know those healing rooms that i yes well i was supposed to be on this day tonight on channel seven on that night with steve liebman yes and it got cancelled because a rugby player had, had pulled a muscle in his hamstring oh. and that was more important than my healing rooms and never got any program, any media at all after that, which was a shame. It is such a shame. We all need healing, and we all, at times, are suffering and needing healing. And the balance, I think, is what you're talking about too, that we perhaps are too veering towards the out there, whereas as a psychologist, we know we have to come back in there, into ourselves. And into these more spiritual How important it is for people to live their life the way they they feel and therefore um, gain a lot more happiness out of their life by following what matters to them. And so, being true to yourself for your health. Yeah, yeah, and and happiness. Yeah, because like say this morning, okay, if I I woke up 
4.30. And it's a great time for me because that's my time. People say, oh, why do you want to get up at 4.30? I say, again, it's my time. There's no phones and this and that. And I'm vibrating at my highest point. And so between 4.30 and and 7.30, I got everything done for this and other things, the business, emails, all of that was done on the high vibration. So that's very, very important. Most people don't get that time, Mm. you see. And, And even in family, if you are in family, you need to find time that is your very, very uh, good time. Oh, completely agree. Ken, the great philosopher Descartes of the 16th to 17th century taught us all that the mind was separate from the body and split these two entities. And off we went into separate directions, studying how to think and how to use our minds versus, and quite separately, to how to heal and look after our bodies. The mind and body were firmly separated for humans. And since then, we've been finding our way back to the scientific reality ever since that they are more linked than we ever knew. So with your beautiful music, we hear it, we feel it. And so we're thinking about it, we're noticing it through our mental faculties, we're feeling it physiologically. And that's how you create it as well, through your feelings, as well as your thought processes. It's a real mind-body link experience, which is what healing's all about. In the early 1990s, I worked at the Cancer Council in Sydney and I was captivated by a book by the neurologist Antonio Damasio, Descartes' era, where, of course, we started finding neurologists were working very consciously, rigorously, scientifically to discover how the mind and body were definitely linked. Ken, in your world, you live and breathe music. Have you heard stories about how people mentally and physically have been healed through music? Absolutely. Uh, I was, uh, I've always been um, interested in the ocean animals. I love dolphins and I love whales. I was part of the Dolphin Society in the late 80s, early 90s uh, in Sydney and we used to go up to the, the central coast and beyond and go out to where the dolphins were and we used to take people that had mental disorders out onto the boat and it was lovely Uh, this one time we had this girl and and she was a teenager and she was very troubled and I was on board and um, I I said to her we we came up some dolphins a beautiful pod and I said oh and I saw an immediate wow oh so happy and then after that, I, I sat her down and I said, oh, I've got a new album. It's all about dolphins and I'm looking for a title. And uh, she said, oh, Dolphin Magic. Oh. And I said, it's Dolphin Magic. Beautiful. Yeah. So it was the sound of the dolphins. So it was just the experience. The dolphins have an amazing effect mentally yes. on people with mental stress. Yep. And I actually, after that, I got to swim with the wild dolphins, which is fantastic. Anybody wants to do that, let me tell you, that is one of the highlights of my life. I was on the catamaran Imagine out of Nelson Bay and you ride in the net in front once they found the dolphins you jump into the net you've got your um, wetsuit on you've got your goggles so you can breathe and uh, and uh, snorkel and there they are right in front of you a whole pot of 50 
dolphin swimming away, just little tails moving, and you just want to touch them. Yes. You just, and they're there, and they t- occasionally look back, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I thoroughly recommend that to anybody. Stunning. And this is why your music includes that wonderful element of nature, the healing aspect. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, to see the people respond to the dolphins has been a big and of course, Call of the Dolphin has sold 400,000 units worldwide. Oh. Now is the time, time for a change towards the light and to rearrange all of our thinking towards a plan to unite in spirit every woman and man. Beautiful. Music has long been recognised as an effective therapy and an outlet for emotions. The notion of using song, sound, frequencies and rhythm to treat physical ailment is relatively new to neuroscience though and the benefits of music on mental and physical health. Research shows it improves the body's immune system, the immune system function and reduces stress. Listening to music has also been found to be more effective even than prescription drugs in reducing anxiety before surgery. Researchers found that listening to and playing music can increase the body's production of the antibody immunoglobulin A and natural killer cells, the cells that attack invading viruses and boost the immune system's effectiveness. Music's also been found to reduce the levels of the stress hormone cortisol. This is one of the main reasons why music is associated with relaxation. Music can help, soothe and is used in paediatric emergency rooms with patients and scientific evidence shows the brain responds to music in very specific ways. There's a study where playing music to kids during painful medical procedures is a simple intervention that can make a big difference in that process by soothing the patient. Adult patients too, and palliative care patients who've taken part in live music therapy sessions, have reported relief from persistent pain and accepting illness and being able better to weigh up end-of-life issues. You're about to experience the sound of Ken playing one of his crystal bowls that he has brought in for us today. Now that beautiful sound is the sound of Ken playing a crystal bowl. Ken is a bowl master. The healing power of vibration. At its core, music is sound, and sound is rooted in vibration. Sound vibrations are absorbed by the body and can help ease symptoms of Parkinson's disease, fibromyalgia, depression, and all kinds of conditions. It's known as fibroacoustic therapy. The patient lies on a mat or a bed or sits in a chair embedded with speakers that transmit vibrations. So these ancient Tibetan healing bowls are now coming full circle back into neuroscience and therapy and healing in scientific Western medicine. Ken, can you tell us a bit more about this beautiful bowl that you've been playing? I was lucky during my visits to America to the USA um, New Age Festival it used to be every year it was wonderful and of course a whole auditorium filled full of people 
representing the New Age spiritual from all of the religions. And for 10 years, I kept playing these bowls. Um, and then one year, because of my success, the, the bowl producers and owners of the Crystal Singing Bowl said, Ken, why don't you do an album with us? And, Fantastic. And, uh, so I said, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to do that. I said, and, and so th- three months later, I was in Salt Lake City uh, at their recording studio, and I stayed there for three months. I had access to over 500 singing bowls oh. and tetrahedrons. What's a tetrahedron? Tetrahedron is a pyramid of crystal glass. Oh. And each one is a musical note. Goodness. And I have ten of those set up on a pole. I can take you into the fifth dimension of sound and experience. You know, it's a very specialised thing. and, uh, And it's not just for anyone that wants to experience it. From my point of view, uh, I have to feel that that person is ready because it's very deep and very special. And this is the thing about these original healing bowls and singing bowls, that they are incredibly deep. They take people incredibly deeply. You know, the Tibetan monks that chanted and take people and themselves into that theta state of meditation. Now, let me explain what happened as part of my time in, uh, in Salt Lake City, because I love waterfalls so much. They took me up into the mountains, and uh, these guys had sold a lot of bowls over the years and they had lots of toys. And they had one of the big Sony digital cameras of which I know how to operate. Yeah. So they said, oh, okay, we'll take you up in the mountains, Kent. So we went up to the mountains and it was snow peak uh, melting time. So the, the beautiful, fabulous freshwater mm. mountain stream. So I filmed that. And I played bowls in certain parts. And that's part of my double CD crystal bowl awakening. So if you don't have a healing by Ken Davis personally, you have it by putting it on your DVD player. Absolutely. And I have a half hour of that mountain stream playing with the bowls. Stunning. And again... Crystal bowl. Awakening, Crystal Bowl Awakening, which you were feeling at the time and absorbing, and so there it is in your music on that album. I was at my very, very high point. That was, I was in America. I was with people that were of the same level, uh, intelligent-wise, who who also loved the environment, and then they learned a lot more. I actually had water pouring out of the top of the bowls in the video. So that it, so it was it was a spiritual experience. Very it was much. absolutely fantastic. Stunning. So rather than viewing music only as a cultural phenomenon, it really should be seen as a vibrational stimulus that has cognitive and memory dimensions. As you're talking about your memories of that beautiful time when you were recording and that physiological experience that we sense through your album. And when we look at music this way, we start to see how the brain and the body work together and how music can be a form of medicine. It makes us feel a certain way, the way you felt when you were having that springtime experience in America is what we feel and we can feel and have the health benefits of that experience that you had through your music. 
So, Ken, this traditional healing tool of these singing bowls is becoming more popular again, and you yourself have quite an extensive collection of these singing bowls. Well, they uh, they relate to. <laughs> this is quite a long story. They actually relate to the to the notes of the scales. So it could be an F, it could be B flat, C, C minor, and um, because I have. Um, perfect pitch hearing the owner of the bowl the bowls would say ken you're the one that puts together this the five to seven collections because everyone speaks to each bowl speaks to each bowl and all of my bowls are in perfect pitch and they all talk to each other how is it tone oh well i tone if i tone And then I tone the next bowl and the next bowl and the next bowl. They will all talk together within the vibration. Oh. So it's very, very high vibration. And the way you play as well, and the way that you move the... Never sure where that's coming from when your eyes closed. you're catching the sound in the bowl and then you're sending it out and catching it again as you move the bowl around it's magic when you hear those with the tetrahedron ding dong ding it's fifth dimensional it's beautiful and that's what people have got to get it is the future but I'm here now and I can do it so that's Well, we need this healing now and in the future, that's for sure. And Western scientists are just now catching up with this Eastern and so-called primitive societal healing methodology. You know, in Australia, the Australian Aboriginals created and passed down songs for healing the wounded and the sick. And music is seen as a very holistic way to heal that's more important about healing the mind, body and sense of spirituality. And here you are, Ken, bringing this holistic healing into the modern age. And people can access this traditional music through modern platforms internationally, such as Spotify, iTunes. All of the mainstream streaming services now play Ken Davis music. And the nice thing is, if you enjoy uh, my music, you can play it for two days without a break and it will just hopefully lift you up and make you feel beautiful. Ken, do you find playing music similar? Because you've already said that when you're composing music, you're feeling it. It's coming from your feeling from your heart and your spirituality and even meditation and sleep. Is that similar for you to hearing music or is it different when you're composing? All I can say is... uh, that when I touch a keyboard and the sound emits, I'm transported to that dimension. That's all I can say. And then it becomes, you hear what it becomes. It's wonderful. I know that, and sound from the synthesizers, apart from natural sounds, is the sound that's enveloping the, the heart and the heart's happy. 
your mind's very happy and out comes this I say to most people you know I before I touched the keyboard or whatever I had no idea what was going to happen today wow and then that chord sounds beautiful there's the next chord and the next chord and this beautiful sound early morning in the rainforest I wrote that album in about 15 minutes because I had to leave lots of space between the notes and those notes were had a special feeling to them and the birds and the uh, and the, the nature sounds so when you're composing you are in the moment which is exactly what buddhism and much of psychology says for healing you need to be right in the present absolutely so we've discussed the psychological effects of music in healing, that if you have trouble meditating in a pure state, music is that wonderful in-between, which can, and certainly Ken's music does, allow you to reach alpha state in the same way that meditation does. And you can incorporate music into your everyday life for its healing properties and general uplifting. From a physical point of view, music has been shown scientifically to help with tinnitus, ringing in the ears, dizziness or vertigo to regain balance, hearing in general for a better hearing ability, with blocked ear to be able to train your ears to equalise, for insomnia to get deeper and more beneficial sleep, for emotional stress and anxiety relief, for inner peace and well-being, for general auditory processing, for enhanced learning, particularly with children, and brain performance to enhance creativity and focus. So, Ken, your career has been very much, I think, focused on how music is healing, uplifting, music is medicine, music is empowering, transformative. It's been a wonderful career, um, and I thank whoever gave me this amazing gift of music. Um, just to let you know, I started listening to music when I was four years old. And uh, my parents always had music playing in the house. But I didn't get serious till uh, I was about 19. And then it was, there was a three-day, um, I was a chef at the time, and uh, I had a three-day calling. I've never felt anything like that. And that was the gift. Three days, walked around going, well, I don't understand what's happening to me. This is amazing. And after that, Everything happened. It was the gift. And like a sculptor who sculpts and a painter that paints, I have great admiration for those arts and I often I, I describe my music as paintings. It evolves. It's wonderful. You live and breathe music and it must be so healing for you as well. Well, yeah, I have my stressful days Um like most people, and uh, so quite often I have to say, Ken, you need to just put on your music and <laughs> <laughs> slow down a little. <laughs> That's very, very good to hear. <laughs> we all need to take our own medicine. <laughs> so, Ken, now that everyone's heard the healing powers of your music, how can they get hold of it? Well, these days with CDs now not uh, being played because people don't have CD players anymore, um, I do have a great website that's full of, uh, encompasses the whole 50 CD range. Uh, that's www.kendavismusic.com. 
Uh, but now with the Google Home units, you've only got to say, hey, Google, play Ken Davis music. And if you want to specify the album name, so it would be, hey, Google, play Atmospheres by Ken Davis music. Hey, Google, play Early Morning in the Rainforest by Ken Davis. It will be there. And it's free if you have the Spotify account. And other streaming services now, well-known ones, iTunes, there's Amazon.com. And uh, just about every streaming service now that's known features my music. Ken Davis, thank you so much for talking with us today. It's been an absolute delight. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and thank you so much. Please note any references to people, stories or scenarios mentioned in this podcast. The opinions expressed by guests and are not in these real podcasts people or events aren't and are used in context only. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes.